Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. The Veritex Community Bank Studios currently contains two human beings, as well as two live western pygmy rattlesnakes and six emperor scorpions. You know, for protection. Here's John Granado and Lance Zerline. Hi, welcome back here. And he has been 97.5 and 92.5. Astros with the night off, they've got Colorado for two, and then Oakland for four. A bit of a, of a, of a, a reprieve for our Astros with the schedule, which is awfully nice. Still no, I have not. All I heard was from, all I heard from uh, Dusty was that Fromber was in good spirits. I don't know what that means as far as a hamstring goes. I don't know what it means. It's not really an update. It just means he he's feeling okay. Like he's not down or anything about it. I guess that doesn't mean he's... no. He did look like he was joking around a little bit in the locker room, which was nice, uh, or in the dugout, which was nice. I I guess I guess that means he's okay and he's going to and he's going to pitch. He's still apparently in the rotation. You got Hunter Brown, Belak, France, and then Fromber and Javier. That's on ESPN. Those are that's the rotation. Whether or not that's what stands, we'll see. Is I mean, do you bring Blanco back to pitch and go with well, this? Jeremy uh, Jeremy Branham was talking about a six man rotation that takes one more guy out of the bullpen. However, because you're limited on number of pitchers that you can have on the roster, so I don't know whether or not they go back to the six man rotation. They've got a day off today. And then they have another day off on the 27th. So it's not like you're taxing your starters all that much. I, I I liked what I saw. I saw a lot of people talking about, you know, Christian Javier. He's not, I mean, I don't, are we supposed to expect Chris, Tristan Javier to, to no hit the Yankees every time out? <laughs> Is that what we're supposed to expect? I mean, the, I guess expectations have, have risen for him, but no, that's not what I expect. Well, and now they're, they're a lot lower because I was pretty happy with his outing. Five five innings, 91 pitches, seven strikeouts. I was like, okay, I'll take that from Christian Javier as opposed to what we've seen. So that seemed to be a little bit better. I was a little disappointed in J.P. France because J.P. France was on a roll and, you know, with, with quality starts, and then he didn't get one against the Angels. I'm like, ah, you suck. Okay, so so you turned on him. I, I turn on everybody. Well, that, that's to true. Me. Okay, that, yeah. I, yeah, I do know that about you. Yeah, I'm back on the pregnant because he had a home run. He a hit a home run, run to, mm-hmm. to give to give the team the lead. I'm all about Kyle Tucker right now. Well, you should be. Yeah, no, 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 no. Chas McCormick is heroic. I know you love him. I've always loved Chas McCormick. I don't. I we'll, we'll see. Dusty loves to play everybody, but he is going to have. Some very difficult decisions, and I know which way he's going to go. He's going to go the Maldonado way. He's going to probably go the Dubon way. I just don't understand how you can take a Chaz McCormick who 
he is really proven. And if if I hear one more time that they're talking about trading Chas McCormick, that'll be a JD, that could could possibly be a JD Martinez trade. It really could be. Chaz has that type of potential. Well, did you? Did anybody think JD Martinez had when, that kind of when potential did, when, when did they J, let him go? When did JD Martinez get traded? Chaz, what? Chaz is twenty eight years old. When did they trade JD Martinez? JD Martinez was probably mid mid to late twenties. I'm pulling it up right now. I like Chaz McCormick from what I've seen of him, and that's like you know four games because baseball for me. Um, obviously, I saw him a lot in the, in the previous years. I get it. He's productive. Pretty clutch was was big on Sunday. Shout out to Jake Myers for going back to back with him in in that in that game against the against the Angels. I don't know how you trade Chas McCormick. What would he be in a package for? Who? Well, he's, you're going to have to get uh, a Montgomery or a Giolito or a you got to get a starting pitcher that'll actually make the ro- the postseason rotation. So they traded Mart- well, Martinez last year at the Astros, 2013. He was 25 years old. 25. Yes. And and here's here's the problem too because the Astro Ball reading Astro Ball boy Jeff Luno knew he he made a mistake and the mistake was that J D Martinez in the off season went and got a new hitting coach he was up in Oregon I want to say he had worked with someone else that actually had turned his his uh, swing around this guy was pretty good and he had J D Martinez crushing it in the preseason in in um, in Florida and. In, in training camp, and um, and they didn't realize that he had really changed his whole approach and attitude, and he was going to be a great hitter. But he was showing it in 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 the preseason games and in spring training games, and um, and yet they still traded him. They still traded him, and he went on to be a multi multi time All Star. The difference is the Chas McCormick is already doing it. His Chas McCormick's career OPS is eight hundred. Chas McCormick is actually doing it on the big league level, and and you know while while uh, J D Martinez wasn't and was actually turned turned it around and was just doing it at spring training. So I, it's really really something that I just don't understand that there's any talk whatsoever and why. Why Chas McCormick is not in the lineup every single day is and listen, Dusty made the point of and to tell Chandler Rome, no, okay, who where did you get this that I don't like Chas McCormick? But there is something that Chas McCormick has done that he's got a 70, 80, 781 OPS. Seven eighty one career OPS. That's pretty damn good for a guy in his third year under team control. And this year his OPS is 886. How in the world and a team that doesn't have Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve for most of the season not play a guy with an 886 OPS every single day, wherever he wants to play? Why would you put Jake Myers in instead of Chas McCormick ever? It should be Jolks in left and Chas McCormick in center and Yiner behind the plate every single day. I love that Dusty got about 90 games. Of not even what 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 number of games did Dusty get of leeway before we're like what the hell are you doing after winning a World Series? How many games did he get? Because he dusties. No, us. how many games he dusties look, us? Look, I know what you, we're doing today, but I don't listen every day. How many games did he get generally before people are like what the hell are you doing? Dusty? About forty. You guys are unbelievable. 
About 40. All he did was... Well, he pulled all the right strings. Well, there it is. In the postseason. Well, Well, you know why? Why? Because he had the greatest pitching staff in baseball history. Were we having these discussions about Dusty last year in the regular season? Yes. And what happened? He won a World Series. Okay, Okay. that's all I'm asking. In all of the years previous when he didn't... Wait, are we just going to discount those? I wouldn't discount. Or did he have the greatest run well, by a pitching staff he in, made, in, he, in baseball didn't history? Did he make the World Series previously with the Astros? And was that the greatest run of pitching then, too? Um, no, he had the greatest team, though. He did have the greatest so, team. So well, what I found out, if Dusty doesn't have something really, really awesome, he can't get the job well, done? Well, did he beat the Braves? Was that his fault? Yeah. No, it wasn't. The Braves were a better team. Yeah. That's just it. The Braves were just a better team. So, no credit. Or a little credit. Well, when he's got... No, 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 no. Listen, Dusty did a great job last year. But every city that Dusty left before this was like, get Dusty out of here. And how well did those teams do after Dusty left? Well, the Cubs won a World Series. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm asking. I'm not actually making... Trying to say, okay, he's been great. I mean, the teams have been terrible. The Cubs won. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out if, if Dusty is a real problem... Or this is what people do to managers. Uh, well, obviously, baseball is different with managers, obviously. Because but, they don't. But no, 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 that's every sport. Coaches catch it. Coaches just catch it now. And there, the, there's Even after, so very just, little leeway. So 40 games after winning a World Series and pulling all the right strings, he's back to being a dope. Uh, not a dope, but you, you disagree with his okay. decisions. I'm not saying he's a dope. Uh, certainly. And uh, listen, Dusty has his reasons for what he does. Dusty knows the team a lot better than we do. Dusty says it's a 162-game season. You guys are all, this ain't football. This ain't the NFL. Every game is, you know what, you're going to lose six. You're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60. And then what you do with the other, uh, 40, what is it, one, two, uh, the 42. other 42 games, That's how that determines whether or not you are going to be a good team. That's it. And and you can't you got to play all twenty five guys and blah 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 blah. I like blah. how he minimized his impact to forty two games but, a year. But, but I'm only responsible for forty two games a year. Right. The other hundred twenty. Well, that's baseball. You, you, I mean, unless the A's are the most incompetent team in history, you are going to win sixty games. Unless your your incompetence is is historic. You're going to win sixty games. The A's aren't going to win sixty games. No, that's true. Their 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 incompetence yeah. is going to be historic, right? But um, no, I don't think Dusty's. Too, I, I just disagree with a lot of stuff. I don't think at times he plays with enough. He manages with enough urgency, especially with a line. Listen, this depleted lineup. He has got to put his best foot forward every night, and he just doesn't do it. He just doesn't. And you know, this isn't. Where you're running away with the division again, like you do it every year, then you're in a dogfight now, and you've got to put the best guys on the field. And I just feel like he gives away he gives away too many at bats and too many too many outs. Does his his thought process that this is a long season and we've got bigger goals ahead? I'm assuming that's his thought that hey, I want these guys ready for the playoffs. Do you think that is his prevailing thought on all these decisions, or is it oh, I'm a manager, I, I got a gut here? I'm going to go with this guy because of my gut. Or is, it, or is he always playing the long game? He's always playing. It looks like he always plays the long game. He, you know, yeah. Uh, although, <laughs> he inexplicably starts Maldonado behind the plate eight out of ten times. I just don't get it. I just I, I just don't understand it. All right, 713-780-3776. He loves him some Maldi. And that's, you know what? He's a loyal guy, that's for sure. 
Um, last year with Vasquez, who was a better, who was better, Maldonado. Last year, Trey Mancini, when when he first got here, Trey Mancini fell apart. There's no question about it. But part of it might have been, well, I'm not hitting every. I don't get to hit every day because I'm gonna. He's gonna stay with a Yuli who was awful, awful. Now he's stuck with Yuli, and guess what happened in the postseason? Yuli, Yuli was fantastic. Um, but day in and day out, it's 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 not it's not easy to not criticize the stuff that he does. Now, I'm going to give you some advice, John, because I figured this out. I'm what makes Astros baseball tolerable for me. I, 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 my I, frustration. Yeah, I make it make it. You put on the Astros, and I know Dusty's going to piss you off, but then you put righteous gemstones on at the same time. Oh, oh really? You watch both, and then when Dusty's like. Oh, Dusty, come on, not Maldonado. You watch Baby Billy say something funny, and you feel good. <laughs> Is Righteous Gemstones good? Yeah, I was. Wa- I did that on Sunday. I was catching up because I'm way behind, so I was rewatching season one. I was like, oh, okay, this guy named Trey Cabbage just had a just up drove two in. I've never heard of this guy. has has his first three hits against the. His name's Cabbage. I know. Yeah. Three, his first three hits of his career happened on Sunday. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is stupid. I'm gonna watch some Baby Billy, and I felt better. <laughs> So it's a good show. I've never watched it. Yeah, Danny McBride. Yeah. All, everything he does is pretty much funny. Yeah, it's, it's everything you think about sleazy televangelists. Yeah. They just throw it all into one show. <laughs> into one show. Yeah. <laughs> all right, taking a break to talk about Aqueduct Plumbing, talking about Billy Billy Brown. Nothing sleazy about this guy. Billy Brown is the best. We love Billy Brown here because Billy Brown has saved our our, our heinies a few times, me and Lance. And if you're anybody who has any issue whatsoever, and I've recommended friends to um, Aqueduct Plumbing Company, and they were uh, Johnny on the spot. They were there. They found the the problem. And hey, listen, and there, there's sometimes, and I'm not saying this, this could happen to you, sometimes when you're looking for a leak, they're looking for a leak or they're looking for any kind of a problem. They're like, sorry, there's nothing here, and we're going to be on our way. And you're like, well, what are, what are the costs that come out? No, they're going to come out there, and they're going to evaluate your situation, and they're not going to charge you for that. Most every plumbing company, if they got to come out to your house, oh, there's a charge for it. Trust me, they're going to crush you. And here's the deal: oh, then we'll put it in into the bill of whatever we fix. Well, well, what if we're you're not fixing anything? Well, sorry, give me my eighty bucks and I'm out of here. The the the, the integrity of Aqueduct Plumbing is second to none. They are going to take care of whatever problem that you have. Or if you just want maintenance, clean that tankless water heater, clean those pipes, make leak detection. All of these things that you need on a daily basis or a yearly basis that you don't do, they're going to cause problems. So if you have any kind of maintenance issue or you need help immediately, put this number in your phone, 281-488-6238 or aqueductplumbingcompany.com. ESPN 97.5.com, tiger-friendly radio. About an hour ago, we had an incident where one of the employees stuck their arm through the cage and a tiger tore her arm off. I can give you your money back or I can give you a rain check. I'm going to make this fast because John has a tea time and Lance has more NFL work to do. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the trench. Get in the trench. Get in the trench here on ESPN 97.5. Let's get Sonny in here then. I want to change the uh, topic here. Uh, Sonny wants to talk about quarterbacks. What do you say, Sonny? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I know y'all were uh, talking about uh, the quarterback class for next year. I have a guy that's uh, under the radar right now, but I think he's going to 
really make a name for himself. Uh, he's a kid from Waco. He hung the Luca burger on the Coos last year. Now he's up in Wisconsin with Luke Fickle, Tanner Mordecai. I think they'll be undefeated going in against Ohio State. And uh, he's a warrior. Like John, uh, John loves the show. This guy can battle. He's tough. And uh, look out for Tanner Mordecai up at Wisconsin. Uh, what do y'all think about uh, his chance? What did he have? Twelve touchdowns against the Cougs. How many? How many did he have? He threw for nine touchdowns. Nine against the Cougs? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was 12 or 14. It felt like it. It felt like it. Yeah. It was awful. It was. Tanner Mordecai is a little warrior. He's a he's a, he's a nice quarterback. He's up there with Luke Fickle in Wisconsin. Luke, if you didn't know, Luke Fickle's now the head coach at Wisconsin. And their offense will be more in line with modern college football mm-hmm. because you know, I guess we're because they stopped hiring guys who were offshoots. They don't have big, slow white guys now. I mean, quarterback. I mean, well, it's, it's smaller. Yeah, white smaller guy. White guy. Yeah, it's just that they, that they're going to move to a system that's more in line with what everyone else runs. I mean, I guess maybe the fullback will get phased out there. Uh, stop being under center so much because that's what they tried to do it under the guy who's now at Florida, the quarterback who had a. Now I'm blanking on his name. He had sure. he had a one really good year game as a freshman against Illinois and then fell up then was never really heard from again I'm blank I'll figure out his name but it's it's about time for Wisconsin you can't and it's the thing with them is I'm interested to see if things go poorly at first they adjust will there'll be calls to go back to what they know because that's sometimes that happens like Iowa's never changed because the same coach has been there forever I do wonder if they'll be if if the no. The program will be willing, or the fans will be happy about the change, particularly if it doesn't go well. Early. No, they, they, I mean they had they saw Russell Wilson up there. It's well, not like yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? That though? was a while ago, but the, but it's not like we gotta have a tall, white, no, not, slow not, guy. Not, the, not the not what the quarterback looks like, but what the offense. Because even Russell Wilson played under center. I mean that that's what they're used to now. They've they've incorporated more shotgun, but they're the the basis of that offense in the last fifteen years and longer certainly was to run the football, run the football, and then if we have to pass, we'll pass. Yeah. So I wonder if a pass first offense is something that if it doesn't go well early, particularly under new head coach, is, is something they'll 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 adapt to and finally accept because they won a lot of games despite us making fun of them because of how they play. Wisconsin has won lots of football games playing a certain way. Yeah. And now if that if they change it and, and if it doesn't go well early, I I wonder if the calls for, hey, why aren't we running back? I don't know if they call themselves this, running back you anymore, and, and we're more leaning on the passing game because I don't think they're going to get great wide receivers there. How Was Wisconsin going to beat out teams? Altoon, they had Altoon, remember? How long ago was that, John? That was 30 years ago? Yeah. 40? Thank, thank 30, 30. you. I mean, they had you could have gone at least with Lee Evans or something. <laughs> That's true, but Altoon. Well, Altoon was a top, was a number one overall pick, wasn't I mean, he? I I don't know. I have to look. I, but Lee Evans, I think, was a first rounder. So they've, but that's just not what we know them for. And they they won a lot playing a way we thought was antiquated. So if Luke let now Luke Fickle's a, I think they're going to be guy. thrilled that they're not going to be hopefully, playing like that anymore. Hopefully, Iowa, I think, unless would, they don't win games, yeah, then they'll right. be like, wait a minute, right? This is how we play. Sure, we don't, we're not high flying, and we're out matching against Ohio State, but at least we're beating up on teams we could beat up on playing this way. Yeah, 
No, no, no. no. Well, listen. If you win, everybody's going to love you. If you don't, then everybody's going to find a problem. And Luke Fickle is a really good coach who is a Midwest guy, so he understands. And and not that I care if Wisconsin's good or not, but it will be interesting to see them take a different approach. And the only one still holding out is Iowa. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of Iowa, Tony says this. If you didn't know, Cam Whitmore was the Summer League MVP, right? And Tony says, do you think Cam demands a trade if the Rockets don't surround him with more pieces by next summer league? Because <laughs> he didn't get there last night. They got slapped around by Cleveland. Cleveland, summer league MVP. Cleveland gets the parade that we were hoping for. Does he wear a fat suit to show his, uh, his, his unhappiness with how the organization is treating summer league? Okay. How many, do, do they not have to surround him with better pieces? If you don't know where this joke came from, it's because I called him – I called him Summer League James Harden, right? Because he won an MVP and then failed in, in the biggest moment. So now we're we're calling that back. I don't think he will do that, just because I'm not sure how much stroke Cam Whitmore will have. I do think there's a real chance he's playing in, in Summer League again, because I don't know how much time he'll get in in the regular season. Jabari Smith, how he started and played a couple Summer League games, so there's a real shot Cam Whitmore goes for the two-time Summer League MVP. Should. The Rockets next year use Jalen and Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks in the summer league. <laughs> to win? To, well, to win a title? Do you want a title or not? Do you, are you putting your best foot forward or, or did, did they dusty it? Okay. Well, they, they didn't they, try. Well, they did dusty it when they pulled Jabari and Tari and, and yeah. Thompson was hurt. But they, when they pulled those guys after a couple of games, they did dusty it if we're going to use that as well, our but term. That, okay, maybe let's go for it next year with Alpie. We go, we go Fred Van Vliet. We go Dylan Brooks. Let me ask you something. Do you think it'd be more embarrassing to play them or or more embarrassing to when they lose when they play them? They're not going to lose with that team. Okay. I don't know. That's the pieces that Cam needs for a title. I don't think Cam has the ability. Or is Eme going to coach too? E, well, uh, Ben did a pretty good job. He was okay. No, but we want to win. We do want to win. He, maybe, he, maybe, maybe the organization, maybe... Rafael comes down and says, hey, Ime, Ime, we hired you to coach. Adrian, Let's go. Adrian Griffin's the new coach in where is he, in Milwaukee, and is he and he coached summer league. He's never been a head coach before, so he coached it. He needed he needed that. Well, Ime's only done it for a year. And what'd they do? They didn't they win. They weren't they didn't, great. They no. Ime's only been a coach for a year. He needs more experience. Go and coach summer league. Let's go, Ime. If, if you're going to introduce Fred Van Vliet, your 90-plus million dollar man of summer league, why can't the head coach do it? I just too? feel like... We're not, we're not, we're not going for it. Like I don't like the direction of the organization. They talked a lot about changing, the, changing it, and being winners. And Jabari talked about how time to win some games, and then they just threw a championship away by not playing their best summer league players. Well, what kind of message does that send? <laughs> I mean, what, what you took of- away the, the potential MVP, okay, and he's second team, and you only played him two games. It's ridiculous. Let's go for it. Well, if we're going to go for it, let's go for it. All that talk about what they want it to be in their summer league team showed that, no, that's not the case. Just, a, no. just, are they the same old Rockets, John? <laughs> S-O-R. S-O-R, same old Rockets. Same old Rockets. Never win when it matters most. But congratulations to Cam Whitmore for winning summer league MVP for what that means. Elimination camp. <laughs> that's ugly. But true, he's 6 or 17. It's eerily reminiscent to our previous elimination guy. <laughs> At least he got to the championship, though. 
Well, yeah, James could only make it to a Western Conference final. Right. He he would only get to the semifinal. At one point, I thought Cam was summer gonna, league. At one point, I thought the Rockets were going to go over twenty seven from three. That's how bad they were <laughs> shooting early. I don't know. You watched a lot more than no, I. No, I saw. I was I was checking on the box score every now and again, and and it was and they were terrible. They play, they play by, <laughs> and they were terrible early on from three. <laughs> All right, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. When we come back. Well, not only is Cam Whitmore demanding a trade, but someone Don't else say that <laughs> he's not demanding a trade. He just wants more should. help in summer he league. Should no, he, if he, he doesn't get more summer league help, the Rockets, then he should. The, it shouldn't just be him and Nate Hinton trying to win a title. Get more talent. That's good. That's you mean good. you couldn't held on to Ty Ty for a, for a summer league? You had to dump him then. Uh, let's see. We will talk about that on the other side. Another team has got more trade problems. Uh, and with, with Houston ties, as a matter of fact, right now I'm talking about Chastain Ford though. The Chastains are the best at what they do. But I know this because they've been doing it for 80 years here in the city of Houston. It is fantastic what the Chastains have done here in the city of Houston. And listen, you've got everything you could possibly used work trucks. You, they're number one in commercial sales in Ford for the city of Houston. Why? Because they do it right every single time. The order banks are open right now. It's opened up yesterday for the 2024 Maverick and Super Duty models. Okay, They opened up yesterday. They've also got used work trucks. The business owners, if you're looking for that work truck right now, visit Chastain Ford today and see. Used work trucks are the way to go if you have a business and you need to get some, 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 some work trucks in there. New trucks. Attention truck enthusiasts, get ready for the ultimate summer sales event at Chastain Ford. Right now, they're going to conquer the with you with the F-150. They've got all the different models on display right now on at the dealership. And you can also do it all online at ChastainFord.com. Trust, trustworthy. You're going to join the family. Unmatched performance. Fantastic discounts. They're going to give you all of the rebates that Ford is offering while the other ones are holding them back. Price transparency, everything, everything about the experience is going to be perfect for you at ChastainFord.com on six ten at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown. If you need a Ford car, truck, or a used work uh, vehicle, ChastainFord.com. ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five, right where you belong. That song belongs to me. now return you to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your regularly scheduled programming, John and Lance. We going to do that butt thing? No, no, no. No, I, no we're not going to do that. Who, what? Well, we're, we're not going to do that how butt old? thing. Well, Frank's got stuff from 2007 and beyond. Yeah. Like when Danny Vera filled in for, for us on the audition with me while you both were out, he pulled some clip of Danny reading something from the 610 days where he where Danny was a update guy and he was talking about some guy searching for porn on the update computer and he just went on a rant about it and and Frank had all the clips oh yeah yeah from way back see yeah, you, I don't think that's illegal playing, you know, stuff that aired on another radio station, but okay. No, okay, you can do that as long as you credit them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we well, you don't credit anyone, but if if No. It, but if it aired, like you play sound, you can play a sound bite from an interview on another station. Uh, I don't know. That's their property. I'm not sure that that's the truth. 
Um, that happens all the time in radio. No. Well, this no. this well, guy from did an another interview. market, but not the same market. Well, is there a rule about the same market? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, Where is it? Their is it an unwritten okay, rule? Okay, so we can just play Astros highlights from seven ninety. No, we, can we credit them? They own it. Do we no, credit they them? own it. They own it. You're not. Yeah, the, the answer is no. You can't play it from the same market. I thought we didn't play it because we don't. We didn't want to give them credit. There's an actual rule about that. Yeah. Um, so we can't play. So if Mark Vanderman has a great call, we can't play it. Right. No, we can't. I just thought we have to play the TV call. I thought the rule was we just didn't want to mention other stations. That's why we didn't do it. No, that's not it. I think they own it. I feel like you. I know. I know, I know they own it. But if we credit them, cease and desist. So, so we can play sound from a Philadelphia Phillies win, yes. even though it's owned by that radio station. Right. That's correct. What a stupid rule. It's <laughs> That's a, correct. It's the same thing. Just credit them; they should be fine. But no matter that, no matter no matter the the stupid the stupid rules in radio, and there are plenty. We're offering something to you for Friday. Friday is ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five night at Constellation Field. The Wheelhouse will be broadcasting live from 3 to 6. And you can join us and your fellow listeners for the Space Cowboys game. Type in promo code ESPN and get tickets for $9.75. Gates will be open at 5 p.m. with first pitch at 7.05. And the first 3,000 fans will get a Lance McCullers Jr. World Series replica wing ring. I don't know if it'll say bury him in the H, but you will get a World no, Series replica ring. No, right. Or it'll say IL on it anywhere. It'll IL. <laughs> It, I don't think you put that on a ring. I don't think so either. No, but remember, it's Friday, and we'll see you there. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 night at the Space Cowboys Good game. thing his name isn't like Isaac L- uh, Lavender or something. That's, because what a, it would be what IL. Name. Yeah, he's, he's, he spends plenty of time. Joe George asked a funny question off the air when we were talking about the Astros inquiring about Cody Bellinger. I heard you two t- discuss it, how it's a... Uh, it's tricky. You got to ask people, and fans don't want them. Joe said, "Should Lance McCullers be asked since he never plays?" He, nah, probably not. Should we should should we be getting a, an opinion of a guy who never plays? Nah, per, nah, no. pretty much no. Like we get it, Lance, but you never play baseball, so we're not going to really take you and take your opinion into it. We account. don't care what you think of Cody Bellinger. You're never here. Yeah, who cares? Right? Oh, you don't want to run into him. You're never in the no. you're never in the clubhouse anyway. So the wheelhouse is going to be out. You you call him one less wheel. That was off the air. <laughs> no, we can talk about it. No, not Cody's to, leaving. Yeah, we can talk about that. Cody, Cody announced it uh, actually yesterday. Actually, he said it on Twitter. He said he's got an opportunity. To, he's going to work for the uh, tech, uh, not for the Texans. He's going to work on a website that covers the uh, Texans. So yes, he'll be covering his, uh, exclusively covering the Texans. It's his own venture, I believe. Yeah, least partly. Also. So congratulations, or may, to Cody. Or, uh, is he partnering with someone? He, I, I don't, don't know. know that. We I don't know what he wrote on Twitter. I just remember the email we got from the the uppity ups. No, he's excited. This is uh, you know, and making it clear this was Cody's decision, not the not the station. So uh, he's moving on, and good good for him. Good on him. I hope he succeeds mightily. These websites, like, uh, do, do you follow do you follow uh, Climbing Tales Hill or any of these these Astro fan sites or? or <laughs> I'm following an Astro fan site. Well, look, look who are you asking? Well, you follow a Dolphins fan site? No, I don't do that. No. I don't, but I'm I'm part of Legacy Media, so I think it's an affront to do that. What's Legacy Media? You know, newspapers and radio. They oh, call that okay. Legacy Media. Sorry, I can't. That's an affront to my business, to my, <laughs> my potential paycheck, so I can't do that. I don't do believe that. you, but no, okay. That's, that's good you don't, because yeah. I'm, I'm really lying. <laughs> yeah. No, you're all about the new, the new wave. No, but I don't follow them, mostly because... 
mostly be, mostly because I don't I don't find a lot of it that interesting in the off season. Like once the season starts, I'll be I'll I'll pay attention to stuff. But as far as the off season with like dolphins websites, nah, I'm good. Twitter provides a lot of that stuff for you. Not to poo poo what Cody's going to do. Hope I hope it goes really well. But I find a lot of a lot of stuff I find. The, the stuff they put on their website, they're tweeting out anyway. And if I find, if I find it interesting, I'll just click on the link they yeah. provide and go to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Cody, you know, he was out there at all the mini camps and everything. I think he just loves that that aspect of the business. So that's the way. That's the direction he wants to go. So good, good on him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he he uh, he he's very successful in his venture. You know, who hasn't been very successful is the Philadelphia 76ers, and it just got worse. James Harden, I think James Harden's going to be there. I think James overplayed his hand. I don't think that the market is out there. And I think Daryl Morey is asking so much because he's not getting rid of James Harden. He wants to make another uh, go of it, even though they can't get past the second round ever. Uh, well, once in the last six years, I think they've gotten them no, past the second round. Not the Sixers. Uh, yeah, did they? Have they not? They not have, since, they've, since they've done the whole process and the rebuild, they've never made a conference final. Okay. Um, so they're going for it with James Harden. You can see Daryl Morey's love for James Harden is undying. Even though James is trying to reject him, he's trying to get a divorce and, 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 uh, Daryl Morey just won't grant it yet. Another guy, Joel Embiid had this to say, what podcast he's on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, I believe it's not Gilbert Arenas. Which one is it? I don't know whose podcast it is. It just felt like some random interview he was doing in the summer. Oh, okay. Then here is Joel Embiid and his comments about the 76ers. I just want to win a championship. Um, you know, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or you know, anywhere else. You know, I just want to have a chance uh, to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one and then you can think about you know the next one um you know it's not easy um but you know it takes more than you know one you know two three guys you know gotta have uh you know good people around you and you know myself you know every single day i work hard to you know be at that level uh so i can put just to make it happen so now he did go on to say whether that's in philadelphia or somewhere else, and that got Twitter a flutter yesterday that Joel Embiid would say somewhere else within Philadelphia or somewhere else. Um, Daryl Morey's got a problem on his First of all, he Joel Embiid, after in that elimination game, was like, me and James, we need more help. Okay. James was like, I'm not going to. He did that Magic Johnson thing. I'm not going to be here. Yeah. That's what James says. Fire Doc, and then I'm going to leave. Okay. Make sure. But first, make, let's get Doc out the door before I leave. Yeah, and James allegedly, well, not allegedly, the reports from him, but this is what he, this is what his problem is. The He does not believe the Sixers acted in good faith when he took less money. He be, he believes they, they, they weren't honest with how they were going to treat him as far as an extension in the contract is concerned. So now he says, get me out of here. I'll opt in to give you a – he wasn't being nice. I don't know if he was going to get $36 million anyplace else. But he opted in so they, he could be traded because he doesn't like the way they handled the, um, the, the initial conversations about taking less and then getting more later. I guess, I guess they didn't fulfill what he thought was their obligation. Oh, well, whatever. Joel Embiid has had – listen, Joel Embiid sucked in that elimination game. What did he have, 13 points? 
Yeah, they both stunk. They both he, he's and and he's in their post game press conference. Well, we need I need more help. What? Me and James, we need we can't do it by ourselves. You sucked in the game. Play well and say that. Play well. Okay. This thing where we yeah, I just got to get to where I've got everything can, is is perfect is just unbelievable. Uh, listen, finally the Joker had a healthy Jamal Murray, and look what happened. I mean, they win. Is James Harden's never going to win. I think Doc Rivers was dead on when he said early in the season, James was giving up the basketball, moving some. He wasn't just hogging the basketball. Then he decided at some point, I'm just going to play the way that I've always played. And you know what? It's easy to cover because you always know where James is going to be. And we weren't as good a basketball team. This is what happens all the time to James Harden as the season goes on. He gets more tight. He's not as explosive. He's not as good. Teams double him, and, and, and he still continues to play with the ball in his hands and not do anything until the shot clock is about running out. And it's much easier to play against James Harden. Doc Rivers was dead on in his assessment of what happened to their season. I don't think there was any chance that combo of president, coach, two-star players was ever going to win anything. There's just, like, Doc, king of blowing leads. Daryl, too devoted to... His way of doing things, whether it be we talk about his 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 interest in numbers and less about fit and personality, and and then Joel, well, frankly, thankfully he was somewhat healthy, but he was hurt to start that series as well. And then we James is James, so I don't think that combination of ex Rockets, whether it be in the front office or on the team, was ever going to win anything putting together. So that's besides the point, though. As far as Joel Embiid is concerned, if you're if you're Daryl Moore, you got to be fearful because. You watch you watch the difference between what Jimmy Butler said, who's older, I think four years older. He said it yesterday as well, at least the sound came out yesterday, that I expect to win a championship with the Miami Heat. He didn't go or elsewhere. Now, Jimmy Butler has said he expects to retire with Miami, so that, that hasn't been a fear for the Heat, and they're trying to acquire Damian Lillard to make his dreams a reality of winning a title. But Joel Embiid, who, who has a four-year deal, three-year play with the player option on the table, said... You know, I could see myself pretty much said I could see myself doing it someplace else, which means mm-hmm. if you don't get him right this year, whether it be making him believe they have a shot to win a title or acquiring the players that he believes can win a title, he's going to ask out with a couple years left on his deal. And he'll be 30 probably at the time he asks out with two years and a player option left. You're not going to get fair value for Joel Embiid either because that's just you never do. So if you have back-to-back off-seasons where you can't really get fair value for your your lo- the love of your life in James, and then the franchise cornerstone, Daryl Moore's going to be out of a job. Yeah. Because he was he was, he well, was brought in to build a title team, and he went in on James. Now he had the, the press asset that was Ben Simmons, and he made what he could out of it. But he traded a couple first-round picks to get that done. So you don't have assets to – even if you wanted to trade Maxi, which they said they don't, you don't even have the assets to put Maxi with – to trade for a Dame Lillard if he even wanted to be in Philadelphia. So he's in a corner right now, and if he can maneuver out of the James Harden thing and get assets back, he's got a shot. But if not, you're looking at both those guys probably making trade requests within 12 months of each other. Yeah. Um, and and he's going to leave Philadelphia much like he left the Rockets. It's going to be a, a total disaster, disaster in Philadelphia after Daryl Morey goes because it, that's what it was here. Uh, 
if you want to get in here, you agree or disagree, you are more than welcome uh, to get in here. We'll hear from Ashley Shams. We got a, a good quote from him about this thing. We'll play it on the other side. Right now I'm talking about CBD, okay, the healing powers of CBD. CBD American Shaman thought so much of Canstead and Dublin that they're putting them in stores here in the city of Houston. Select stores have the Canstead and the Dublin. I've been talking about this. It's 975dip.com. You can still get it at 975dip.com. Or if you want to go, if you've got an American shaman, a CBD American shaman uh, store near you, you can check and and just go pick it up, and it's right there in your hand. You don't have to have it delivered or anything else. It's right there for you. If you're looking to quit your ugly habit of dipping uh, tobacco, you you, you're you're endangering yourself. It's ugly. It's terrible. There is I, name one girl that says, "Boy, I really like him because he dips and he spits all the time into a cup, and it stinks, and there's stuff in his teeth, and it's harmful." And yeah, love that dip. Not one. Not, you said no girl ever. I love when he dips. Nope. So here's the deal. How about that dip sensation? You got between your cheek and gum. You've got the flavor that you want, be it citrus, berry, whatever it is, or tobacco, whatever. you got that flavor. And yet you got healing power of CBD. So you're looking for a great way to do it differently. 975dip.com or stop by a CBD American Shaman. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You do like me. I just don't like you no more. You do like me. I don't. Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We were just talking about the James Harden situation. I feel like there's there's no way out for James. Sham Sharania feels differently, that this is irreparable. So what I learned in, in Las Vegas up to now is the relationship between James Harden and and Daryl Morey, the president of Bassett Operations in Philadelphia, it's essentially severed. It's essentially fractured throughout this process. There's no longer that valve of open-minded, open-ended trust that we've seen over the course of 692 games that Daryl Morey and James Harden have been together in Houston and in Philly. And when James Harden opted in, the decision to work together on a trade, that stemmed from James Harden believing that there was no real intention from the Sixers in giving him a long-term offer as a free agent. And so everyone around the Sixers, they know that he's been incredibly unnerved about how the team has handled his potential free agency, especially last summer he takes a $15 million pay cut in salary to allow the Sixers to go out, make moves, and make the team better. And so right now, James Harden is still where he's been the last few weeks. He wants a trade, and he wants a trade to the Clippers and rival teams that I spoke to in Vegas. And now they still believe that that's the path for the Sixers to go down potentially but it's going to come down to those two teams engaging and really getting to a potential deal and working on something. We've seen how James Harden can come into camp when he's disgruntled. He didn't in Houston, in Houston to get out of there. And this time around, there's not that relationship between Daryl Morey and James Harden. is nowhere close to being on solid ground. That, that's all fine what Shams said, but 
RJ, can I ask you, because you deal with this stuff more than the both of us, at least most recently, when they play that Instagram influencer music under part of the quote, is that was that video that they were showing? That's why they had, like, the no copyright Instagram music they were playing, influencer music, because they had to show a video of James doing something. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear the randomness of that? You got Shams talking, clean audio, and then, yeah. then he popped in like I was listening to an Instagram video or an Insta- yeah. a fl- influencer video. That's what happens when you're doing highlights, too. You hear the yeah. the gnat sound underneath it, right? But yeah, except that was just nonsense because Shams was promoting, like, a boba tea or something. That's what that, that's what that sounded like. That's just what some Insta model would play when she's uh, when she's putting together her vlog, that music. I don't know why they had to do that. I mean, I guess because it's a, it's a, certainly a video medium for them. But what he said was what we all expect, that James is going to make it difficult because he wants his way, and, and Daryl's in a, in a tough spot. Daryl is in an awful spot. Well, first of all, Daryl allegedly is offering, is asking for the world for James Harden, and he's not going to get it. What do you what do you give up? He didn't for, give what up. Do you, what do you give up for James? Harden? He didn't give up the world to get him. He gave up. No. Ben, now the two first round picks may come back to haunt him because they can't use it in a trade in the future. But they gave up Ben Simmons. Yeah, that was the start. That was the big player in his deal to get James because James was disgruntled. He wanted out of Brooklyn. And he only wanted to go to Philly. Now James hasn't specifically said. Well, no, the players never do. It just comes through an agent or a report from Shams or Woj. But I guess the Clippers are his one and only choice. You're in the same position. He's in the same position that the Nets were. Now, I don't know how he sold Ben Simmons to the Nets. Certainly, that hasn't worked out well for them. But who does he think is going to trade for James Harden? What asset does he think he's going to get for a year of James Harden? That that's the well, and, unless James has promised, he's got that Chris Paul deal where you know you you bring him over and you promise him like well, James. Apparently, Daryl reneged on his promise to James Harden because that's why James Harden is pissed and wants out. But you promised James Harden, hey, listen, we'll we'll give up the world for you, but you got to sign a three- yeah, or four-year contract. Listen, I don't want James Harden. I don't know what you expect to get because I, I, do I want James Harden for another three or four think, years after this? I think there's a certain amount of time frame where he's not eligible to sign an extension because he just opted into one. I, I don't think you can sign him... No, no, no. You got to wait till this is done and then sign him in. No, I think you have to wait till the offseason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but no team. But you, they always make no, these I know promises that. behind the but scenes. But the Clippers aren't going to tell Daryl, hey, we're going to lock this guy up for two more years. They're just going to operate with the chance, hey, we only get him for one year. Yeah. So we're not, what are we going to give you for one year of him? Because right. we're not guaranteed to get him. Right. So they're not going to operate. Well, they'll he'll know whether or not they have a behind the, well, a, a, that's, a, a behind the scenes. That's view bad. That's on. bad info keeping by the agent and the Clippers because if the agent knows James wants to go to the Clippers, the Clippers shouldn't let it be known that they're guaranteed to sign him for a couple of years because that doesn't help negotiating. Because Daryl's going to know. Well, you're going to keep him anyway. I, I just don't know. Let's just say what whatever what we know that he's eligible for to sign not not an extension. He'd have to sign a new deal with the Clippers in in the off season. Why would the Clippers give up anything that Daryl really wants? And the Clippers are willing to give up, like, pieces, but Daryl wants a star. Well, He didn't trade a star for James Harden. Well, if you want James Harden, knowing you're the Clippers, here's the deal is Daryl just saying, he's staying here. That's well, all. Well, I guess then you, I guess you'll say. And, and the Clippers, I don't want to say they need James Harden. They need something. Yeah, they don't need James. They, they, they need the health and the, the buy-in from their two stars. 
Right. That, that team, well, they need some health. That's what I said, the health and the buy-in. Those two, plus whatever else is currently still on the roster, is good enough to compete, but they can't guarantee those two. And frankly, bringing in James, I guess, is some cover for one of, when one of those guys is healthy, but you want them healthy most of all in the, in the postseason or when one of those guys is injured, excuse me. Or does right. James make them a contender? They're already a contender. What it does, are they? Yeah. They're I mean, never there. When they're healthy, they're a contender. But they're James, not there. I know, but James doesn't make them a contender if one of them isn't healthy. Does he make them better? Sure, but what is better? Are they? Sure. Well, I mean, in the record, a championship caliber team. No, because James doesn't perform. <laughs> right. Like, he would make them a better regular season team because he'll be around and we assume be happy. So when one of them isn't around because they're injured, he he provides some cover so they don't fall off the face of the earth. But does he make them a title contender? No. What makes them a title contender is the hope and the maybe delusion that Paul George and, and Kawhi will be around in the playoffs. James doesn't make them a title contender. We know what James will do. He will say, hey, you do it. I don't want to do this. I'm here to be support. Don't ask me to be the guy who gets you over the top. It'll be up to number 13 and, no, and number two to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, I, I see, I'm, I'm not taking – well, I'm not a big James fan. So if I've got to give up stuff, then I've got to sign him to a long deal at 35 years old because he'll be 35 after this season. No, thank you. I don't, I don't want – and I don't want the James headache. I just don't. I, I just don't want a guy that's that, – that with his track record. No, thank you. Um Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Back to college football after this, right here on ESPN ninety seven. There's a that that Northwestern story ain't going away. We'll talk about it on the other side, right here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. ESPN ninety seven five dot com. Fighter of the night, man. Hey man. Oh. 